I don't buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way. Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. It's time to live life on your own terms. What do you really want? What is up, beautiful people? Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to a fresh episode of Rewrite the Rules. I am Alex Starr, and I'm glad that you're listening wherever you are in this world, on this planet, in this universe. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Today's show is with my very good friend, Lay, and this show is about rewriting the rules of your life, of your mindset, and of your identity when the time comes, um, which it inevitably always does because we all have these stories that we're telling ourselves, um, these beliefs, and it comprises who we think we are and what we do and the way we live our life. Today, Laith is the first transgender person that I've ever really known. Um, I think the only transgender person that I've ever talked to um, and especially became friends with. So um, it was an honor to have him on about eight months ago on this podcast and then to talk to him again this time where we were better friends and we were able to get even more into the details Um, because, you know, if you put politics aside, just listen to this podcast, listening to a human who was born in the wrong type of identity and decided to change it. Um, it's extremely simple and it's extremely profound at the same time. So I hope you guys enjoy this one with Lay. Um, one of the best guys I know and gets very open and very honest, um, with everything regarding that and, uh, enjoy. Um, you can always find me on Instagram at Alex H star with two R's. I'll be posting a lot more on that. I'm also going to be ramping up the blog posts and everything like that uh, at alexstar.com where you can find, uh, send me an email or DM me on Instagram, anything like that. We'd love to hear your feedback about these episodes. Um, and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribing really helps out my algorithm, <laughs> which I didn't even know I had, but apparently I do. So uh, leaving a review on iTunes and uh, subscribing helps out because uh, love to everybody and enjoy this episode with Lay. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Woo. How we doing? Doing good. Are we recording? Is this it? Yeah. We oh. can start right there. Oh, I mean, shit. I've been recording this whole time. Oh, wow. You got all that. You got that burp in there. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play that, but I could if you want. I mean. Here's what we can do. Yeah. I'm going to adjust the microphone real quick if you hear any audio. I can like record just that one clip. And then what I can do is in the middle of the best speech that you're giving in the middle of this podcast, you're just <laughs> laying out your heart and soul. I'll just put it in right there. Just throw in the burp. I'll throw the burp right in the middle of you just giving everything you got. And it was like, and then you can, and then you can include that, that piece go. that I said of, um, enjoy that. Yeah. 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 Be solid. Yeah. Wow. So what's going on, man? Not much. Welcome back. Thanks. Round yeah. two. You're one of two people that's been on two times. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, I'm super excited. I knew we were going to do this from the from the very beginning, but it's awesome to be here. I listened to uh, 
the first one last night just has like a refresher and it's crazy how much how much has changed yeah we were talking about short like what six months that was probably about six months ago we weren't that good of friends then no we were we were acquaintances yeah um and you were talking about like we were mentioning before we started the show that you were looking a year or two down the line to get the chest surgery and all that stuff and you were looking way farther down in it everything in the six months has happened yeah a lot's changed so i've had uh double incision mastectomy with uh areola nipple grafts which basically just means my chest looks like a dude's chest which is fucking great um it's awesome i've also legally changed my name i've legally changed my pronouns oh and you know what another thing that i remembered on the podcast is like i was trying to figure out what name i should change my name to on the podcast Mm. you were like what name are you gonna change it to um and so i was going by lay and i finally decided to go with laith which is like l-a-i-t-h it means lion in arabic it is it's a badass name it's a badass name right honestly it is it's a badass name yeah it means i thought lay was cool too Mm -hmm. but lay definitely has a more androgynous is that the correct word? Mm-hmm. It has a more androgynous, or like ambiguous, right? Like yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but Lath has a very strong masculine feel to it. Hell yeah, I, I really like enjoy it. That name. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it means lion in Arabic, so it's just like a strong name. I wanted to keep that Arabic uh, or Middle Eastern background. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, how are you feeling with um, you know, and for people that maybe didn't hear the first one, mm-hmm. um, you basically. Give it a little bit of your background. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll butcher it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to try and start like giving your story, and oh. I was like, "No, nah, you just do it." <laughs> Plus, I'll first throw out some words that I probably shouldn't. Um. Oh, I gotta gotta manage my clapping. I do that a lot. Um. So I I identify as Spark Notes. Spark Notes. Yeah. yeah. I identify as uh, trans, non-binary. Um, so what that basically means is I was I was assigned female at birth. I was born a woman. Um, and then during my life and most recently, I've been identifying as more of a masculine person. I still identify as non-binary, meaning I don't really lean toward either gender, but I want to present masculinely and as male for the most part physically and in my actions and things like that. Um and so I use pronouns that are they, them, but I also have gotten more flexible using pronouns that are he, him. So, you know, you can say they're on their way or he's on their way. I'm cool with either. But yeah, so I'm, I'm trans. I'm on hormones. I'm doing surgery. I'm changing my name. I'm basically changing my identity pretty much for the most part. Yeah, that is a trip. And that's that's a lot of what we talked about last time is uh, the the strong, strong identity shift that goes on that's a big one you know Mm -hmm. like a lot of times people have a hard time leaving their job because it's so a part of their identity after a year or two yeah you know what i mean it's a good point i mean there's been things in my life i can think of off the top of my head that were really hard to leave well phone call came in let me put it on do not disturb um hold on one second all right we're back in business so you know, there's things in my life that I can think of that I've definitely had a hard time letting go of because they were such a part of my identity, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like what? Firefighting was a big one. 
mm-hmm. you know, because it felt, I, I always felt very accomplished and cool. My ego loved it. Mm-hmm. People say, what do you do? I felt very proud to be like, oh, I'm a wildland firefighter. Mm-hmm. And so it was tough to let that go where I'll actually find myself slipping it into conversation sometimes just, just being a little, just being a little prick <laughs> just because my ego's like, Hey, tell him, tell him what you used to do. Tell him you used to be really strong. Tell him you used to be cool. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. So I can imagine what it would be like to, uh, change the very core of your identity to the point of you taking hormones to shift that. Yeah. A lot in my opinion, also, it wasn't such a, I guess, maybe a, like, you know, when you leave your job or when you're deciding to do things differently in life, um, maybe they're a little bit more sudden. For me, it was this buildup for a long time. Um, a buildup, though, without the vocabulary to describe myself or the support system to have throughout those thoughts, throughout those feelings, it was just a lot of, like, fighting myself for years on on this decision. Um and it's like action sometimes doesn't happen until things become really uncomfortable and you get to a place where it's do or die. You got to do something. And so that's the, that's to the point where I was is I got to do something or I got to live miserably. And so I, you know, I finally started looking into it as like a serious option. Um, and that was scary because you it starts becoming real. A serious option you know what in I mean? regards to taking the testosterone, to getting your boobies chopped off. Like so. all of it. Like, so I, I looked into, so I didn't know a single trans, well, actually I knew like a handful of trans people, but from a distance, I didn't have like a friend that was trans or um, a role model that was like famous that was trans that I could follow or things like that. I just knew that for me, I was not a girl. I just knew that deep down at my core forever forever dude and it was something that I finally had to do something about so I started you know kind of like calling around doctor's offices googling a ton of shit instagramming every hashtag like trans transgender (laughs) trying to figure out trying to find my people you know (laughs) Um, and yeah like social media is good for that hell yeah it is it is I was having a conversation this weekend actually with some people about how People only put their highlights on social media and how it can really, uh, you know, hurt people's self-esteem because they're seeing all these people really happy. For me, it did sort of the opposite. It like inspired me mm. to become what those people have had done mm. or do what those people had done, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you when we first had the, the first podcast, you were in the midst of um, taking the testosterone, uh-huh. right? And I think you had just really started taking it like a month prior so you've upped the ante now right yeah i was on uh point point one ml and now i'm on point four ml so yeah. like tripled it or quadrupled, quadrupled it, it. Yeah. yeah so and it's it's what's been the difference different. yeah um what's going on in your head it's crazy dude this is a powerful hormone powerful drug um it's my the way i feel about the world is different. I feel like, and I don't know. I mean, it's hard to put it all on the testosterone, but I feel like this world is my oyster. I can do what I want in this world. And I don't know if it's because of the hormone or if it's because of the confidence or if it's because the hormone is giving me the confidence, but I feel incredible. You know, it's like a superhero drug. And, um, 
I feel like my sex drive has gone up. Um, the way I process a situation is different. The way I handle a situation might be what different. What do you mean? What do you mean for processing? That sounds interesting. Yeah, I. Uh, it's like things have slowed down. It's like things were so fast in my mind prior to this, at least. And I don't know what if this is the only thing that is affecting that or what, but yeah. The way when something when something bad happens, I'm a lot slower to react, which is interesting. I feel more calm. Give me an example. Um, let's say, uh, okay, I was in Houston this weekend, um, and on the way, we were heading out of Houston, you know, uh, heading back to Austin. I was there for Pride. My car, I start it, and it makes this sound. It's just like this loud sound. It sounds like metal scraping on the ground. And typically, I feel like I'd freak out. I would be really upset that this was even happening to me. Like, why me, pity party? And I didn't handle it that way, and I noticed that. I was like, oh, no worries. Like, let me call around and figure out, like, how to handle this and, like, you know, where I can take it to and get this figured out before we head back to Austin. That was just like a small thing, but mm-hmm. I think the way I've reacted is a lot different. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Yours in a very, very special case because I think a lot of times what happens when you make those types of big life changes, you get so much self-confidence from the fact that you did what you said you were going to do, mm-hmm. especially with your shit. You know, because it's such a drastic change and you literally hit that point that you said of no return and you decided to go forward into that fear anyway. So I would imagine that that would have instilled in you a ton of confidence no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I wish we could have isolated the variables here in a right. in a study, you know, to really like just give you testosterone without the other confidence boost. Mm-hmm. Um and then what about, I remember you were mentioning something about relationships or how before when girls would start talking about their relationships and before you'd want to hear about it. And now you just don't, you just don't care. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I was like, it's so stereotypical, but it's, it's, there's a lot of truth in that stuff. I guess there is a lot of truth in that stuff. And I hate, I kind of hate it sometimes. So I'm like, Oh God. Well, All I those mean, stereotypes are real. I mean, it's, but. you don't you don't want to like generalize people, and you don't want to put these stereotypes and generalizations on individual people, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. everyone is unique and special and all that. But um, but there's also a lot of truth to you know populations of different types of people in the way the way we act, especially genders, because that's really just hormonally based. I mean, it's just science that testosterone is going to affect your brain. Differently from taking testosterone. I mean, you know, I can definitely attest to that. that Testosterone does make your brain function differently. So talk about the relationship thing, because that was super interesting when you were talking about that. Uh, You mean with like friends specifically? Yeah, I remember you mentioning some incident where, yeah, just you didn't, you didn't care as much about what you used to would have cared about, if I said that right. Mm, You didn't, but I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, you know what I I mean. I I got the gist. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's still, it's still the case. Like, I love my sister to death. She's awesome, but she's planning a wedding right now. And she wants me to be a part of it, like truly a part of it in the in the planning and the in the deciding of like these small things that I've never considered important. And it's just funny that I'm not I think before I maybe would have been much more interested in like those types of things. Um, but I'm a little less interested in the details of things as much as I am maybe the bigger picture or like, in my opinion, things that maybe would matter more like 
like let's figure out a venue before we figure out uh like i don't know color scheme right like what's more important but to her maybe color scheme is more important than venue um so it's just interesting to see that uh that shift with our relationship too because i've known her for so long and she's known me only in one way mm-hmm. um same with friends i'm just not as interested in in their story which is which is weird i used to be so interested in like every detail of genuinely interested story. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 genuinely. And I'm still, I still want to know what's going on with you, but I maybe am more interested in the highlights. Mm. I don't know if that's a, if that's a testosterone thing or if that's a me thing. So hard to, to isolate these types of things. It is, but I mean, also doing it with one person is the best way to do it because it's, when you do it between a group of people, you can get genetic differences, uh, cultural differences, right? Yeah. But you're the exact same person. Mm-hmm. You just you went through this shift like we were talking about, but you also then started taking this potent potent hormone. Mm-hmm. So you're as good of an example or a case as anything mm-hmm. to really see the differences in taking that and not. Um, yeah, and I don't want to speak for every person on hormones, but that's my yeah, that's your experience. That's my experience. Yeah, that's super. And I don't mind it. Life no? seems simpler. <laughs> like people joke that guys so are funny. either just like I don't know, you know, dumber in some ways, but. I don't know if it's that we're dumber or if that we're just more simple. I don't know. You know. Yeah, that's a that's that's an interesting. The question. life's just so much more black and white. I I was much I was able to see the gray in things a lot more. I think before. Hmm. Like what? Um. Damn! I should stop saying these things because I get trapped. I'm like I have to explain this now. Um. I'm trying to think. Let's deeper, see. Deeper. Deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Man, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. Just, I mean, so you're just, you're just, cons- you're, you're, you're looking at things more objectively now. Would you say, or just, you're seeing just like, like you said, the main points of it instead of, instead of all the nuances. Basically? Yeah, maybe the more, maybe more points. Yeah, I can, we okay. can come back to that though. I, I'm that's a good thing to talk about, but I just can't. I don't have anything right now. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that that is that's fascinating. That it's like. And so how, how has that transpired in terms of, um, you know, all the other guy things Have you, as you have quadrupled your testosterone, have you, um, gotten better at kind of the male world that we were talking about earlier in terms of the handshakes and kind of and deciphering the whole, you know, domain of, of masculinity in a lot of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I'm still learning. We all are, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so like in the elevators, even just, you know, on the way to work every day, I, this is something that I've picked up on recently. Um, men typically allow women to exit the elevator before they do. Even if the woman is all the way in the back, you know, you wait, you put your arm out, you let the woman walk through. And uh, that's it's been an interesting shift because now I'm the one having to do that. Or otherwise, I guess I look like a dick, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're like not letting the woman through, you know, women and children first always. Um, So, yeah, like small things like that. Handshakes with guys. I I was talking with you about this. I'm pretty sure it's like. With guys, do you go in for the handshake or do you go in for the hug? I'm a hugger. I love hugging people. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this. It's like it just depends person to person ultimately. But 
I wanted to know, I did, I was observing guys, how they interact for a while for maybe the last several months to see, do they go in for a hug when they don't really know each other? Do I go, they go, do they go in for the like handshake hug or the, just the handshake or what do they do? And it just, it's so complicated, you know, like there's not one way to do that. So I've been having to play it by ear and sometimes it's awkward, but it, you know, I'm learning what to do in those situations. Yeah, that's a that one has so many different variants on it because it really depends on how old you are, the group that you're with, what country you're in, what part of this country that you're in. If you're in different states, it can mm-hmm. mean different, you know, different things. Um how well you know the other person and then of course your own personality and uh and the way you interact with the world. Mm-hmm. But what so what did you discover? What are some of the I guess I I guess I feel like I've gone for what the safer option is most of the time, which is putting your hand out before they do or going for a hug. So put my hand out first, try to get them try to shake their hand before we go in for a hug or before they have to decide for us. So handshake first. Um, but I've noticed that on the way out, like maybe the goodbye part, I'll do a hug because now we know each other a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um I just wanted to first catch on to what men typically do um, because I don't, I, I still feel like sometimes people put me into the women's box of like, for example, I was in the elevator, another elevator story. I was in the elevator with two men in this office and it was just me and they've known me pre-transition mm-hmm. post um, they both defaulted to me going out first. And so I just thought that was interesting because I tried to let them go out first. <laughs> and then we were both in the elevator like, who's going to step out? And it was... That's hysterical. It was awkward, yeah. But so those situations are Everyone still like, like a learning... No, after you. No, 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 no after you. Yeah. No, after no, you. no, no, after you, I no, insist. Really. And then you guys are just going up and down, up and down because <laughs> nobody will get the fuck out of the elevator. Pretty much. Yeah. So those, so those, so those types of things are really interesting, you know. Like you don't think about those things. I'm sure you don't, right? Like you don't really. No, and this is why it's so interesting to hear because to me, it's just the way that I live my life. You know, right? I don't think about the nuances. I mean, I I do, but like the day to day stuff like that, it's just kind of what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. elevator is a real good one. Um, what other ones have you picked up on? I'm super curious. Mm-hmm. Um. Trying to think. Let's see. Um, I have noticed that when I'm talking to girls, especially girls that I think are maybe attractive, I am trying my best to like not turn into their friend. Mm. That's such an inclination for me. I I've grown up with women as friends more than anything else, you know, and so it's been. But I, of course it was different, you know, I identified as a lesbian for a long time too. And so for me, it was easy for others to recognize that I was interested in them because I was like a butch lesbian and it, they could tell the way I was approaching them was romantically. But now that I'm passing as more male, I, when I approach women, I don't want to be put into the friend zone or anything like that as a lot of men are when girls are just trying to say no, right? So like I'm trying to navigate that a lot a lot more than I've ever had 
had to because I'm trying to figure out like, do they like me too? And do they like me as a trans person? And so I'm having to consider all these different things when I'm meeting new girls or when I'm meeting people in general. How's that going? How's, how's, how's that going with the dating? The date, uh, the dating, I'm not full force. I'm just kind of easing into Mm -hmm. dating right now, honestly, but it's really interesting because I, I'm still figuring out who I am. And so it's affecting how I interact with them. Um, but what the hardest thing is, is figuring out is dating straight girls because although I identify as like more male and masculine and all of that, um, I don't know how they feel a straight cis woman, how she would feel about dating someone like me mm-hmm. because surprise, I don't have a dick, you know, like that's what the strap ons are going to be for. <laughs> right. I'm like, Hey, we can go pick out the size you want. Like we can do <laughs> any the color, color you want, any size, any, any, you want a vibrator in there too? Yeah, we can yeah, do yeah. this, you know? So there's, there's options. Yeah. But it's like, do are they into that? And so, um, I'm not trying to be like a fetish or an experiment for anybody. I want like a real thing. So, um, it's I like, mean, you could be a fetish. I mean, I mean, might not be a hey. fe- for a week or two, <laughs> just <laughs> I mean, a little, just little play. Yeah. Just yeah. a little fetish play. Yeah. Hey, why not? Yeah. Sometimes you just need some fun in your life. Yeah. So. I mean, that doesn't, I mean, you do you, but right. Saying, it might not be the worst thing. Ever it might not be the worst thing. For a couple thing. weeks. Yeah. Just a one time deal. Yeah. But so I, I'm still figuring out like, Hey, like, do I, uh, like, how do I approach girls? Like, how do I ask them out? How do they, how do I tell them I'm trans without being like, hey, my name is Laith and I'm trans, you know, like. We need to make those t-shirts we were talking about. Right. Cut them off. Cut them and off, strap, strap them on. on. No, yeah. cut them off and strap Cut them it off on. and strap it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the slogan of the <laughs> year. Truly. Hashtag. <laughs> um, yeah. Besides what? Yeah. Wearing a, wearing a fucking t-shirt. Saying that. Like yeah. when, when do you when do you put that in the conversation? Exactly. Is it after two beers? Is it on the way home? Is it before you leave the bar? Is it when you first meet him? Exactly. I feel like wouldn't online I, dating be good for that because you could just put that in the bio. So I do have that in like the bio and stuff, and so people I do meet and go out on dates with do know that about me. Um, but I somewhat am curious what will happen if I remove that because I've wanted to experiment. You know, like. Being trans is really important to me. It's a huge part of my identity, but it's not all that I am, you know? Like, I'm also someone who likes going swimming and, and hiking. I'm also someone that is vegan and likes checking out new vegan restaurants. So, it's not all that I am. Right, yeah. You're, so, yeah, you're a human? Huh? I'm a human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I want to show those sides first sometimes before mm. I expose that I'm trans. Um, so... Well, I've, I'm curious. I'm actually, I've never tried this, but I'd like to remove that from my online profile and see who I match with and then see where it goes. But what's scary about that is the type of rejection that I might get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you match I mean, I don't know with what someone. You mean, but I know what you mean. You know, you know, you know about rejection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the fear that comes from being, um, I was gonna say a regular guy, but I'm not supposed to say that. Right? You're not supposed to say that, see, now, that's Alex. St- that's you're the, learning. See, now that's statistically relevant, though. Remember we had this conversation. Sure, <laughs> but I get what you mean. It does that because normal is the opposite of abnormal, and no one wants to be called abnormal. So right, and also, who wants to be fucking normal? That's lame, dude. Yeah, no, you're a normal guy. Yeah, like that sounds like you're a boring guy to me, at least. Well, 
what, what? Fuck you. What Dude, you you're not about? a normal guy. You're like, you're, there's so many more adjectives out there. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it just, it just like, I think in that regard, it's normal in terms of like, when I think of that as the first word to come to my mind, I mean it in a statistical sense. Sure. No, you know I, know what I, mean? I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, trans yeah you're people. right. Normal does sound super boring. Yeah. It sounds kind of lame. Yeah. It That's does all really. Lame. I mean, yeah. call yourself normal all you want though. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah. So, so assist, what were we talking about? Uh, dating. Yeah. So if, yeah, being a cisgendered guy. And going and doing that, already you got to deal with all those types of rejection when it's pretty clear-cut rules, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we both know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that would be a much different experience. I'm trying to imagine. It's an interesting little pickle you got yourself in here. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, did I think this through? Yeah, because, I mean, you're right that you, I mean, I think you should give it a go. I think you should give it a go because you probably will get rejected, Mm -hmm. but you're right. I mean, what the alternative is you're always going to be, um, assessed on the trans part first instead of the rest of you. Mm -hmm. If you keep putting that at the first part of your profile. Right. But then where is it leading people astray? Right. And it's for, well, I wouldn't say leading them astray, but misleading. How, how would you phrase it? <sighs> yeah. There's such a, there, well, it's just like, there's such a, um, like trans people have been villainized for a long time as being like deceitful and like, you know, they're always the villain in the movie. Like they're always the person oh, really? who's like, surprise, I have a X bottom. So like X part for my bottoms. So yeah, it's just been portrayed that way. So like I don't want to say like we're being deceitful. We're just trying to date and like be humans, be yeah. normal people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, yeah, 100%. no, I understand. Just, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know the a, best word for it either. It's like, yeah. it's like at what point are you, it, it's, it kind of implies like that you're offensive, like your body's offensive, your body's not good enough or something, or you're missing something. So you're lying, but we're not doing that. We just, mm. I do 100% understand what you're saying because yeah. there's a point where it's, it's like, let's say, one. let's say we match and we're talking on whatever we were talking on. Um, and we exchange numbers. It's like, Oh shit, this is kind of like going a little bit somewhere. Um, maybe I should say something, but it's like, you also don't want to share that over text, right? Like that's an important conversation to have. Mm-hmm. So do you wait until you go on the date and then you say something or is that too far? Now you've brought that person out in public. You've like made a date of it. It's so as you're as you're saying that, I'm thinking, um, you know, if we were to take the genitals out of this and we were to say that I had one leg, you know, uh, right? Yeah. When would it be appropriate? Because it's just a body part at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Now, where it gets confusing is because the body part is symbolic of the gender, mm-hmm. right? So in your case, that's not the case. The other part is the genitals are symbolic of part of the sexuality component mm-hmm. where like missing a leg or an arm isn't. But as a thought experiment, if, if I was missing an arm, mm-hmm. you know, would that be something that I should mention in the profile or not? And would it be, mm. and I would say, no, I would say, you know, I guess it depends on the type of person you're looking for, mm-hmm. but just that when you, when you get your junk mixed up in the stuff, it just becomes much more complicated. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. The arm thing alone, I mean, like, if you were missing an arm, 
I've seen people who say, you know, like in their in their bios, I'm in a wheelchair, by the way, or, you know, I'm, I don't know. I, I've never seen that I'm missing an arm thing. But, <laughs> I haven't either. But, I just, but it sucks that we have to put these like disclaimers out there. Like, hey, I mean, I'm vegan. I like to hike. Oh, and I'm trans or oh, and I'm missing an arm or whatever it may be. But like, yeah, like should we, do, should we be doing that as a society? Should we be censoring ourselves that way and like feeling because like I feel like by doing that, though, like by by actually, I'm sorry, I should rephrase by not doing it like by not including in my bio i feel like i'm including a surprise factor like hey surprise i'm trans or hey surprise i'm missing an arm you know like and surprising people is like oh that's a that's a tough one you know like yeah no matter what like yeah i think well it's two different things going on here one is online dating which is a clusterfuck all of its own always and then one is meeting organically right how's your video looking that looks good just fell a little bit nice so one is meeting organically right so i mean the the internet realm is that's a whole other ball game you know yeah um maybe for that i mean i'm just off top of my head i'm thinking maybe you put it in a way that it is in the list of the other attributes that you're putting on there anyway Mm -hmm. like you said i love to hike I love dogs. I like to go swimming and, you know, I'm trans and I'm vegan and, and like just, you know, slip it in there maybe. And right. so then it becomes a part of your overall persona. It's not like the fucking caps lock up on top. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of this is, okay, let's say you meet somebody out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then where's that line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, and I actually, I, I much, I would much rather meet somebody in person. Like I sure. have no problem talking to people like in a group setting or whatever um, or meeting new people or going to events and meeting new people that way. But for me, it's tough because we're talking and I feel like maybe sometimes if it's going somewhere, I like you're saying, it's like, when do you slip that in? And do you have to slip that in? And should we slip that in? Is this a birds and the bees conversation or what are we doing here? Excuse me. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just burped super loud into that too and but yeah so it's like what the hell am i am i supposed to be exclu- uh, you know uh god i can't speak right now um exposing myself and sharing this piece about me when if it's too soon or what you yeah. know like what do you do and, I, and like i personally feel like a lot of trans people also deal with this like there isn't one good answer i feel like most of us are like Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, let's play it by ear. So it's just, it's always just a hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep me updated with how that goes down because uh, that's just something that <laughs> is, I feel like you're, you're just going to have to do it by trial and error. Like you said, I mean, yeah. I just don't see any other way. No, there's not. And it's and like, then just, and then just um, correct your course yeah. as you go. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, People are always changing and learning, so it's just going to be a matter of time before I, it gets figured out. But I'm in no rush, you know. It'll happen. Yeah, I uh, not really into dating right now too much. I'm just more interested in like fitness and my health and stuff like that. Like I'm finally starting to look like I want to look, which is really awesome. And I'm just trying to like enjoy that by myself. Another thing is um. 
uh, I'm, you know, we, you know this, obviously we work together, but my last day at Outbound is Friday. So I've been thinking a lot about, you know, when I started this new company, I'm starting at Facebook. Do I no no one there knows I'm trans. So do I tell people I'm trans? Do I, you know, do I add them on social media or not? Like, do I want to be trans in this new company mm. or do I want to be just a guy mm. in this new company? And so there's a lot of things like that that I've been thinking about lately. Like, in what way do I want to present myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there, it's, it's always, you know, I'm always figuring what are you it out. towards? Um, I think I'm going to bring it up if it comes up. That's what I'm leaning towards right now. I'm not going, it's not going to be the first thing I tell people. Um, but I also feel so comfortable at Outbound Engine with everyone knowing, like, very clearly like I am trans my mm-hmm. name is Latha I'm trans and I I've really enjoyed that experience here I'm just I'm too curious to see what the other side of the that hill looks like like you know with people not knowing how will I be treated what will things be like yeah um, so I'm gonna experiment with it and see what feels right it's a really progressive company though you know like I'm sure it's gonna be fine no matter what but Personally, I just want, I'm curious to see how life will change or how, how I'll experience life if people don't know I'm trans and just be, just treat me as a guy. Ooh, yeah. That'll be in. I mean, that sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a great experiment. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, and so then you'll, you're going to go in a hundred percent. I'm a dude. I'm late. Yeah. Like, and say nothing else. And then, yeah, that'll be that'll be super. Because you never had that before, huh? No, I've never had that before. And like, no. you know, I, I've been at Outbound Engine for three years, and I've gone through everything here from transition, uh, so like hormones, surgery, name change, all of that. So I'm curious to see what it would be like to not go through that somewhere with a group of people and just have them experience me as me before they know this other stuff. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing with, uh, sometimes I think of that with like trans and gay and kind of all these different, you know, it's it's super important to bring to light those issues that people on the outer fringes of society are experiencing, obviously. But to me, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, to me, it's almost a double-edged sword. 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 It's a double-edged sword. It's a, it's a double-edged <laughs> sword because... In, in one regard, you have to shine a bright light on it in order for things to progress in a positive way to see the, um, you know, discrimination going on and all these types of things that are that are happening. It, you have to shine a light on it. Mm-hmm. The problem is you have to shine a light on it. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying with your profile or going to this company, like there's such a bright light on the trans movements and, and, and pride stuff and gay stuff, which is great mm-hmm. because who fucking cares, right? If, if, if people are doing what they want to do, who really cares, mm-hmm. but there's such a bright light on it that it then becomes a, it becomes a focus and yeah. then you can't, then you can't get away from it because the light is on you, you know? And so like what you're saying, you yeah. can't go to a company and just be a trans person, you know, you can't just be lathe and 
I happen to be trans, right? Like I'd go there and I'd be Alex and I happen to be straight, mm-hmm. right? Which wouldn't be a big deal. And so if you took that same mentality and then you became Lathe who happens to be trans, mm-hmm. that second part, there's so much light on that right now mm-hmm. that there's no way that you could break away from it. Right. So, and to me, I don't know what you think. That To me, it's like a double-edged sword for all that stuff. The progress that gets made, there's so much light on it, but then it also becomes like a focus point that people can't break away from that. Right. Like there, And there's two parts to that. It's like by being out and by being proud and by being really visible, you're exposing yourself to like at Outbound Engine, there's probably been a rotating of 300 people, 400 people at this company, you know, and I feel like I've gotten close to as many of them as possible and they've all known who I am as a person and I feel like they all know I'm most people's first trans person and I feel really <laughs> lucky to be like, hey, like look at me and like I'm a normal per. I that freaking word normal, right? Yeah, you just did. I'm it. a normal person. Yeah, so I um, we know what you mean though. I know, I know. It's such a shitty word. I hate that word. <laughs> but like, they know who I am, and they finally know a trans person, and they're they can see that I'm not a scary person. I'm not all of these things the media used to say about us, or still says sometimes about it's us. Just the unknown. That's what happened to me. I just, I just didn't know anybody. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so it's like I'm really happy that now all these people can say that they know a trans person, and hopefully that changes things for the, for the next trans person that they meet. Right. One hundred percent. You're little, you're an ambassador, is what you are for a lot of people yeah. because it's just you know within this world, unless you're out there looking for news on trans people or the history of trans people you're not going to know a lot about us until you meet someone. So it's really important to me to be visible, which is why it is a double-edged sword to go to this company and not say anything immediately. I'd like to, I'm, I think I'm going to be out and proud and trans and all of that, but I don't, I don't think it's necessary to say that it's, to include that in like my introduction speech or something <laughs> no, at the company or something. No. You know what I mean? Like, no, and you hey, shouldn't. I mean, I'm trans. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. You know, I want to give that a chance. Also, yeah. another thing is like within the workplace, at least at Outbound Engine, as you've seen, you're dating someone here. A lot of people find people at their workplace and they date them. And so what's interesting about that for me is like when I meet someone here, I feel like I've already written them off as someone who I'm not going to date because they know I'm trans. Like sometimes I feel inadequate, like I don't have the parts or whatever it may be. And so I feel like they write me off. And so I'm writing them off. So it's a really just fucked up mentality to have, but it is true. And so I'm I'm interested to see how life, how dating, how friendships are created at a place where people don't know that you're trans as the first thing that they know about you. So it is complicated. Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of who I am and I'm, you know, I'm all over social media and doing this podcast. It's just sometimes you want to... You don't want that to be the only thing people know about you. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. Especially when so much of our lives is spent on the so on social media and on Instagram and stuff like that. And you you have a brand on there. Everyone has kind of a brand, even if you're not trying to do a brand. Mm-hmm. Whatever general aesthetics and type of pictures you post becomes the general brand of your page. And when it when it being trans and going through that transition and everything is such a big part of your life, then it can easily become just a trans account like mm-hmm. you know like this is lay's account and it's a it's a transgender account and he also posts pictures of him hiking and stuff sometimes mm-hmm. you know right. what i mean yeah yeah that that must 
that that that's an interesting concept. Yeah, because it's it's something, and this is just me just thinking out loud, that you're trying so hard that it's it's moving you in the direction of who you truly are. Yet it becomes more and more the focus of how you're different. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes it feels, sometimes I feel incredibly lucky to be trans because I have so many perspectives now that maybe a lot of people never get, you know, people, most people don't experience this. They don't well, experience yeah, two genders. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like the, I'm like a 1%. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, sometimes I feel like super lucky that this is my mm-hmm. life, that I can have both, you know, I've been on both sides of this spectrum and I've been in the middle and I've been all over it. So it does give me a lot of agency and a lot of power, I think, to make decisions in the world because I feel like I have a well-rounded experience, which is really cool. Um, but sometimes, sometimes again, like you're saying, it's like that, it's the focus of who you are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's could really, calm down though, don't you think? Yeah, I think it could. I think it could. Cause it's just still pretty fresh in the whole thing. You just got the boobies chopped off mm-hmm. and how that has a feeling. Oh, it feels so great. I went <laughs> swimming this weekend actually. And I was like flying through the water, dude. I was just like <laughs> flying. I was like, wow. Oh my God. Like you can go so fast without any of that dra- resistance. Yeah. Just dragging you down. Yeah, man. I was flying. It was amazing. What were your cups before? If you don't mind me asking. Like, uh, yeah, no, they were, they were pretty big, like probably like a C. Yeah, big C. Yeah, and now, I mean, they look like regular guy pecs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. still healing and everything, but yeah, they're flat and like, feels awesome. Is it's there so great. like the muscle underneath? So now if you if you start doing a lot of bench press and stuff like that and you start working out, will they develop? Like, I guess my question is, the muscle underneath a female's breast, is it kind of the same amount as a male? And then just like the fatty tissue goes on top. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like if you work out, will it start to develop and look like a guy's regular peck? Because that's what's underneath. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. It'll, it'll be the exact same shape. Um, and I've seen plenty of trans guys who, who've gotten to that point. Where You've shown it looks, me some of them on Instagram. I know. I'm just They're always just shredded ass dudes. <laughs> you're like, that's a, that's a trans guy. That's a trans guy. I was like, no. Hey sorry. Alex, guess if this is a trans guy or not. <laughs> yeah. That's like the game we basically play is like trans or not. Trans and you're like, well, not. because you're asking me, yeah. it's obviously a trans yeah. guy. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's great. No, I'm like all over social media and I'm like, I want to be, I want to be pretty shredded at one point. Yeah. So let's make that happen. Let's let's start working out. Well, it's got to be, you know, the heavy lifting, heavy lifting, lots of good fats and protein. Yeah, man. I, uh, doing pretty well actually. Yeah. Working out much more now, which is really great. I used to hate going to the gym because, you know, like bench pressing, like you lay back on the bench and like your chest, my chest was even more exposed. It was like out for the world to see. And was this when you were... I don't even know how to fucking phrase this. Is this when you were a girl or is this when you were in the transition? Both. Like both. Like I was so intimidated as when I was presenting as female going to the gym and going to the weight section where it's predominantly men, you know, like in that section, it's predominantly men. And then the women are all on the ellipticals or the cardio machines. And that's not true, obviously, all the time. Every once in a while. You get that one girl who's super into fitness and is wearing yoga pants. In and the, she goes and does the one knee on the flat bench, but she does like the back oh, where she's lifting yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking, it gets so primal in there because you see every guy just like, 
<laughs> foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yeah, dude. The one chick, like the, the one hot girl yeah. over the corner doing these little exercises. I mean, some of them kick ass, but there's always that one chick that is like the fitness girl that's in there and doesn't give a fuck. Right, yeah. Just crushing it. But I'm it's always also like, hot, you know? And all yeah. the guys are it's just awesome. enamored. Yeah, it's awesome. And like, it was, it's fucking awkward going to that. It's intimidating. So yeah. for those women that did that do it, it's like awesome, man. But for me, I was like, hell no, I'm sticking to the ellipticals. Like this shit, I don't want to be over there. Like that's intimidating. And then uh, even like throughout, like before top surgery, it was just like, I've got facial hair. I look like a boy, I look like a guy, but I have a chest. And so like, I was really self-conscious. I was really afraid that people were going to notice that. So I'd avoid the locker room. You know, I just bolt home after, even though I wanted to use that sauna. So it's just like a lot of things like that I had to think about. And now I don't have to worry about that, which is really cool because you can finally like go to the gym, shower at the gym, change at the gym, use a sauna, do things that are just normal people things, you know? So a lot's changed in that regard. Shopping for clothes, like, going swimming everything's changed it's it's so awesome man like I feel like I've changed like my life has changed like I have a new life like a second lease on life you know and it's a really cool feeling wow yeah because it's like I was going to this point getting to this point where life was just getting so bad and now it's finally feeling like this is the life I was supposed to have a long time ago and so it's it's really cool that is fucking cool. <laughs> it doesn't get any cooler than that. No, it's fucking great. I mean, that's basically Can I it. cuss on this thing, by the way? I've Dude, been cussing I've, a lot. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, please. I, I highly encourage it. I put the explicit thing on every single episode. Um, I mean, that, that sentence you just said, it literally doesn't get any better than that. Your life going into a pit and then now you're getting a new lease on life and now this is the life you've always wanted to be living. That yeah. doesn't happen. I mean, what's interesting about that is it doesn't happen to everybody. Right. Even if you're, even if you're not cisgendered, yeah. even if, whatever you are, you coming back and, and honestly being able to say that this is the life I've always meant to be living, which has no regards to your vocation, your job, you know, um, anything like that, but just that your foundation. Mm-hmm. Is a life you've meant to be living. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I feel really lucky because a lot of people will never be able to afford surgery or get on hormones mm-hmm. because of where they live. I get people, by the way, messaging me a ton on social media, especially on Instagram, um, especially like Lebanese or just Middle Eastern people who are in lebanon or saudi arabia or iraq or something they'll message me like asking me for advice asking me how they can get hormones like all of this stuff which is really scary sometimes that that's the case like these are trans people in this world and they don't have access to a lot of the things that i've had access to um so i feel really lucky that i was born here and not you know i could have easily been born in lebanon yeah and i don't i I would be trans in Lebanon too, you know? So it's really cool that I was born here. I've got access to all this stuff and I feel really lucky about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we we're living in a, in a great, great space and a great, a great time and all that kind of shit because yeah, I never really thought about that before. There's a lot of fucked up stuff going over there, going on over there for everything. So that's like my people. It's another one. (laughs) It's another one to add to the list. Yeah. For sure. Um, 
Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I really do think that, you know, honestly, from like the bottom of my heart, you have completely changed the way that I see all of that, you know? And I think that through conversations like this and through you being out there as a trans person that is totally cool and, and normal, you know, and reasonable and just a good person that goes a long way, you know, because honestly, if, if, if you were the only trans person I met and you were a total dick, Mm -hmm. then I would associate that with almost all trans people. Totally. And, and it's not even almost the weird thing is like, it's not a conscious decision, you know, like our brains are just pattern recognizing, you know, and -hmm. we're doing confirmation bias and we're doing all this stuff. And so that initial first impression is so important, you know, that I would have literally been like, well, all right, I guess it's all trans people. If you were weird, if you like literally, that's the, that's kind of this really strange part because mm-hmm. if you were anything off, that's my, my brain's only point of reference. And I would have then associated trans people with, if you were weird, if you were a dick, if you were all these, if you were any of those things, mm-hmm. you know, I've been like, oh damn, like all trans people are just dicks, you know, mm-hmm. because that would have been my only association. Yeah, totally. I agree so, with you. And that, and that puts a little bit of, and it's I, a lot of I know that. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. puts some pressure on me. It really is, yeah. Because I always want to be representing myself as someone that is likable, that's smart, that is a good friend, and all of these things that I feel like I've been prior to ever knowing that I'm trans, but I have this pressure that... I have this pressure on me to be a really good person or to be really successful because I also want other trans people to see that you can live a really great life and be trans, that being trans will not hold you back. Um, But also I want people like you who've never known a trans person or have never, you know, have only seen us in movies or have only ever heard of us as like transsexuals or things like that, that we are also really cool people too. Like we're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, we like other, we're normal, we're normal people, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good, man. Um, well we gotta do, we'll do a third one. Yeah. We can always keep doing it. We We can just keep doing them, man. Yeah. But these are just the best conversations. I think they're just good to continually have. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you coming on like always. Yeah. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And what's your Instagram so people can find uh, you on there? Instagram is uh, Instagram.com backslash S-V-L-I-M-X. Do, pe- so, what? What do, do people go to Instagram.com and then slash it? I guess. I don't know. Do people do that anymore? No, we just searching for it, dude. What's your username? <laughs> at, your, wait, username? That's, I your, just did the username. Your at, handle? Okay, there we go. Yeah, at S-V-L-I-M-X. It's a, it's a spin on my last name, you know. S-V-L-I-L-I-M-X. Oh, okay. It's be, really, truly, that's my username because my name was taken. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Cool. cool. Um, any final words? Final words. Um, you know, be yourself. If you're a cisgender person, if you're a trans person listening, be yourself and don't be afraid to take risks and make sure that you're doing what you need to do to make yourself happy. Don't always think to please others um and the rest will sort of fall into place boom love it man love it thanks dude cool let's get out of here it's hot in this room sweating dude all right 
Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to that episode. Um, I'm going to have a lot coming out in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. You can find Instagram. No, wait. You can find Lay on Instagram at OKLaith. That's O-K-L-A-I-T-H. Um, he actually goes by Laith now. I only referred to him as Lay in the intro to the podcast and throughout the podcast because he hadn't officially changed his name yet to Laith. So I didn't want to confuse you guys on the intro there, but uh, find him on Instagram. Amazing guy. And uh, please subscribe and leave me a re- review on iTunes if you're digging the shit I'm putting out. Uh, always much appreciated. I love you guys. Find me on Instagram. Email me. Have a great fucking week. Have a great month. I'll see you all soon.